2021 has been an interesting year. We continue to be in this pandemic and seeing the tremendous impact on our supply chain and our workforce. It's been another year of significant loss for jobs and lives. And there's been a reawakening around the values we treasure most regarding our personal and professional well-being. It's why millions of Americans have quit their jobs this year and went to something else, whether that be to another job, decided to take a break, or started their own business. This year, I've had the honor of welcoming over two dozen incredible leaders and mid-career professionals who have taken the time to share their stories and advice with you on this podcast. So it makes sense that throughout December, I'm taking you back to some of my most memorable conversations with them to share some highlights around a few particular themes that directly impact mid-career professionals. In this episode, we'll take a look at how we connect through our career journey. Some call it networking, Others look at it as building relationships, but the point is clear. To navigate your mid-career journey, you have got to get out of your own way, get a little uncomfortable, and show up to have those intentional conversations. This is the Mid-Career GPS Podcast, and I'm your host, John Nerrill. I'm here to help you find the job you'll love or love the job you have. It's time to start building your mid-career GPS. So let's get started. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I've genuinely enjoyed revisiting these conversations that I'm going to share some clips with you today. Now, as this is the first year of my podcast, some of the production quality with these conversations isn't as good as others, but please don't let that hold you back from the messages they have to share. Today's guests all have one thing in common. They know how to network. It's not been easy for them, but they found a way to do it that feels right. My one-on-one coaching clients all struggle with networking. They're afraid they won't do it right or they don't know how to do it right. Look, can you have a conversation? Because if you can, you're off to a pretty good start. Let's take a listen to David Schreiner Khan, community builder, consultant, and host of the Smashing the Plateau and Going Solo podcast. David shares his advice for helping you network more effectively to grow your business and your career. Don't wait to get it right. Just get started. When you see what appear to be breakthroughs that other people have achieved, what you don't see is that breakthroughs happen after hundreds, if not thousands, of tiny steps and pivots. Uh, So the first step is not going to get you to a breakthrough. The first step is just the first step. The first step is an opportunity to learn what works and what doesn't work. Do more of what works and less of what doesn't. And just keep taking steps. And even even if you can't see where the steps are going to lead you, it's important to keep doing them. 
Now you're listening to this and you might be thinking, okay, so you're telling me all I have to do is keep doing it and I'll figure it out. Yes. Many mid-career professionals and people in general fear screwing up. What works for someone else may not work for you. It's why imposter syndrome is real. Only you can make the impact you want, which is why you have to figure that out. But networking's hard. One of my central Fairfax Chamber of Commerce connections is Gene Humbrecht. Gene's a criminal defense attorney and author of the book, More Than a Fine, The True Cost of Speeding in Virginia. What I appreciate about Jean is that she's a networking expert. And in this clip, she shares how it's helped her career. Networking has been extremely helpful for me. I started networking when I worked on the Hill because you don't network when you need a job. You network or an opportunity. You network before so that you have a network of people that you can contact, whether it's for a job or advice or whatever the situation is. I think networking is crucial and do it before you need it. Um, and as a lot of people say, networking is work. It's, you have, to, you have to put time, you have to put effort, you got to follow up with people. Gene's point about networking while on the Hill was so good. You network whenever you can, not just when you need a job. But that means allowing yourself to be open to opportunities and not being consumed or locked into one line of thinking. When I talked to professional coach and learning consultant, Dean Cox, I loved his advice about how our careers can take us to some interesting destinations when we're open to learning about those new opportunities. Sometimes we have to be aware of our professional biases that may be holding us back from creating our next advancement opportunity. I would say really be careful of what you set as a target. And what I mean by that is a lot of people, and this starts in childhood, a lot of people, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? They think of a job, a specific job, or even a job title, or maybe a hierarchical level that they want to be a VP in some organization. Um, they also might think of particular industries. And earlier when I brought up that, you know, if someone had told me a year before I'd be working for an insurance company, I'd be like, what are you crazy? I don't know anything about insurance. I didn't have any interest in insurance. If you do that, that automatically closes out and dismisses entire giant pots of gold jobs that are out there. <laughs> so, you know, you might not have any interest in insurance, but don't discount the insurance industry. There is a wide variety of jobs in every industry. Maybe it's something in the medical field. You don't necessarily have to have a medical background. Uh, my 23 years in the insurance industry led me to the coaching profession. And, you know, it, it's been an amazing journey. And I am forever thankful uh, for the opportunities that I had in the insurance industry. And I never actually worked directly with insurance. So be careful of where you're setting your targets and not that it's a bad thing to set targets, but be aware of those things in the periphery that you may accidentally be dismissing through different biases. Who do you talk to? First and foremost, you talk to people you trust. That can be a family member, a critical friend, 
a wonderful colleague, maybe your boss. How about a coach? As I've discussed on this podcast, we all have those mid-career moments. We struggle. It's part of our mid-career journey. The last thing we want to feel is stuck. So how do we get unstuck? When I sat down with career coach and organizational effectiveness and talent development consultant, Lisa Lewis-Miller, she outlined four people we need to talk to about our career development. Person number one to consult is somebody who is external to your organization, who is a peer type person. So somebody who works in a similar kind of function, or maybe in the similar industry or a similar company, who you can just bounce some thoughts and ideas off of to say, I'm languishing, I'm struggling, here is my situation. What ideas or perspective do you have about what's possible? What have you seen with people within your organization? Because having some completely fresh eyes and fresh ears mm-hmm. can oftentimes inject a certain amount of hopefulness and, po- hopefulness and positivity that you may not be feeling in your current situation. So getting somebody who doesn't know all your background, all your baggage, who doesn't know this person's name and information can be critically helpful. Person number two to go to is somebody who's higher up on the food chain and leadership who you may have a better or a different relationship with. It could be your boss's boss. It could be the department head. It could be uh, somebody in the executive leadership team. It could be somebody who is your boss's peer, but in a different department. Somebody who's got a bit more of the context, who sees a little bit more of the story, and who knows what the capabilities of the organization are to give you opportunities, be it moving over to a different team or a different project, be it creating a little bit more emotional buffer between you and that supervisor, be it getting to be a little bit more independent and work as a work on your own instead of having to be part of that team or that unit, getting those kinds of ideas and that sort of thinking and having somebody internally know that that there's a certain cry for help out there is important. Mm -hmm. So that's person number two. Person number three to talk to is somebody that you trust in HR. Somebody that you trust is a really important caveat to this, right? Because you have to remember that HR works for the organization and that if you don't trust that person and have a good relationship with them, it's possible that the information could get back to your supervisor in a way that can be damaging or that could create a retaliatory situation, which you definitely don't want to put yourself into the into the risk of having. But talking to HR to both say, this is what's going on with my boss. I just want to have this documented mm-hmm. is important. Getting their perspective or their coaching on, are there specific things I need to be doing differently to manage up in this situation or to protect myself in this situation can be helpful. And HR typically has a bigger bird's eye view perspective of what's going on in the organization. And if they know that there is an opening coming up or somebody's going out on maternity leave and they need a backfill, They can oftentimes cherry pick you and say, hey, let's keep you in mind for this opportunity. Now, the fourth person to consult is yourself. It is looking at your gut, your intuition, and the instincts that are coming up for you about how to make the situation better. Are your wheels turning? Are you thinking about the people Lisa suggested and identifying who they are in your orbit? Networking is about having conversations. It's a great chance to meet people and learn about them and what they do. After all, 
you never know where a connection may lead. Often these conversations don't produce immediate results. And that's frustrating for many of you who are job seeking right now, or you're frustrated that your career isn't where you want it to be. Listen to former Google executive and host of the This Is My Truth podcast, Jesse Sherliff, as she helps you make your next career move. That when people reach out to you, like recruiters or other companies, um, even if you're not ready to make a move, it's worth an exploratory conversation. And the way that I always thought about it was, you know, in Google, we lived in our own bubble. Like people don't understand my title. They're like a head of industry. Like, what the heck is that? And I was like, well, like, let me sit here and try to explain it to you for five minutes. Um, (laughs) For me, that has always been really helpful because when I was ready to think about like, what is my next move? Like, what are the skills that I want to gain? You know, like I said earlier, I was always able to find that within Google, but it was always helpful to have those external conversations so that I could be like gut checking but, um, you know, are my skills marketable elsewhere? Like if I wanted to make a move into management, I didn't want to do it at Google. Like what are the things that I would, what are the skills that I would need to gain in order to like effectively make that jump outside of Google? And like, how do I bridge that gap? And so that's advice that has always stuck with me. It's advice that I, I gave my team, you know, like I'm not like sitting there saying like, I want you to leave. But I think that like, if someone is coming to knock on your door, um, it's worth an exploratory conversation. It helps to broaden your network. And, you know, it was advice that like really, really helped me as I was navigating my career, even though I decided for 13 and a half years to, to stay at Google. Broadening your network as you build your mid-career GPS is vital to your success. The more people you talk to, the more data you'll collect to help you figure out whatever's next. As mid-career professionals, many have lost the art of conducting an informational interview. Now, this was something many of us did while we were in college, but as we get older, some of you think it's not as important. I'm here to tell you, you couldn't be more wrong. Listen to senior program analyst and HR professional Joan Smith share her thoughts on how to conduct your next informational interview. Um, If you can, another thing, once you establish a relationship, you don't want to go in for a hard ask. Well, I need a job. No, you don't want to come off as a desperado, but you want to maybe ask people for 15-minute informational interviews. People you know, if you say an hour, that's going to shut them down. 30 minutes, sure. that's going to shut them down. 15 minutes, people will love that because they like to, they want to share their knowledge. They want to share their journey. And it could be that one thing I've talked to uh, even, uh, I know we just got into March, but last month I talked about three people and I'm in this very similar or identical industry. And I learned something different and you'll learn a different way. It could be that one thing that they say that can, that can change the whole traje- trajectory. So I would say, you know, just connect with one person, maybe go with one a week, start small. Don't try to overwhelm yourself and you would be surprised of how helpful people are. Informational interviews are a great way to learn about what people are doing in their careers and help you figure out what you like or don't. These conversations, just like any networking conversation, are excellent opportunities to learn. And our GPS is going to take us to this place where I want you to think about what you've learned today. 
My conversation with Dan Nessel was one of the most fun and engaging conversations I've had on my podcast. Dan is a communications and corporate responsibility leader and the host of the Dan Nessel podcast. I sincerely and greatly appreciate Dan's comments about building your mid-career GPS. I think I have this, this post-it, uh, post-it stuck up right behind my, my monitor. Mm-hmm. And it just says, what did you learn today? And that I think is the key to anything that you want to do in your life. And certainly in your career is to just keep learning, you know, read a lot. Um, and, you know, Hey, and you might say, oh, you might hear, oh, no, don't read novels. You know, just, you should read business books, read whatever you want to read. Yeah. Get, a, get, get some perspective. But just expand your brain and your mind. Listen to the people that you admire. I mean, just listen to uh, folks, whether it's podcasts like like John Narrell's podcast, Me Career GPS, or whether it's Tammy Guler Loeb's show, or hopefully my show, Dan Nessel's right. show. Dan whether Nessel's it's any, show, you know, absolutely, or any number of things, any number of shows out there. There's, you know, the great thing about this these past couple of years is the amount of information that's available for you to just stick in your ear and listen and learn has, you know, expanded. I don't know if it's algorithmically or geometrically or what the, what the ickly is, but it's, it's, it's really expanded a lot. And, um, you know, you can keep, you can keep listening. And the other, the, the final thing that I would say is you have to make great connections, right? Mm. And I said, have to, but really you should, you should say, you know what, I'm going to go out today and I'm, I'm, I have a great chance. I get to make some great connections with great people. Networking is a is a, is a word that's overused and sometimes you know misused, and people take advantage of this. But connecting with people in a meaningful way, expanding your circle of influence and your circle of friends, as long as it's not for like gratuitous, uh, you know, what, gratuitous. Um, it's it's not for gratuitous reasons. You'll make you'll make great connections. You'll make you'll meet people who you know who are going to be your friends and your connections, and you'll learn and new doors will open. So keep making connections. As you think about what you've learned today, I want you to keep in mind that as mid-career professionals, networking is something we just do. It's important to check in with how we feel about it and remember that it's just an opportunity to connect. I tell my clients all the time that it's like just going for a cup of coffee or having a conversation. Be authentic. Be genuine. Build your relationships one person at a time. And slow down. Not everything has to be in a rush. After all, it's not a race. You get to set the speed you want for your mid-career GPS to get you where you want to be. If you want to learn more about today's guests or go back and listen to my entire conversation with them, please go and check the show notes. That conversation may be exactly what you need to hear right now. If you want some help building your mid-career GPS, I'm inviting you to go to Amazon and get a copy of my new book, Your Mid-Career GPS, Four Steps to Figuring Out What's Next. Plus, it makes a great holiday gift for the job seeker in your life. Go to johnnarrell.com to download your free mid-career GPS resources 
and click the link on my homepage to join my private Facebook group where you'll get to join a fantastic community of like-minded professionals who are all trying to figure out whatever is next for them and their careers. Lastly, if you'd please do me a favor, leave me a five-star rating and review for this podcast and share it with someone. I'm beyond grateful for how much this podcast has grown. And it's done so because of people like you who've been kind enough to talk about it and share it with someone they think would enjoy it. Remember, you build your mid-career GPS one mile or one step at a time and how you show up matters. Make it a great rest of your day.